March 28, 2023, we're in Masechet Betza, if you count from the top of the Amud, it's about 18 lines down, and it's the second word on the line, Ikade Amre, basically a little below the middle of the page. Uh, the Gemara is in the midst of discussing, debating, explaining these two opinions, Rabbi and Rabbi Yosebi Rabbi Yehuda, and their discussion and their debate, the Gemara in its details is trying to pinpoint exactly what context it was said within, but at the very least, we do know that their question, generally speaking, is with regards to what we determine and consider gemar melacha, which means to say the final stage of production for matters of terumot and ma'asrot. In other words, in order to be hayav b'terumah, in order to uh, be obligated to take uh, your, and give your donations with regards to produce that you brought in from the field, uh, the, pro- the produce needs to have reached its gemar melacha, its final stage. How do you determine the final stage? Sounds somewhat subjective. So the rabbi searched for objective uh, measures. Generally speaking, as we mentioned more than once, we talk about uh, the mirua hakeri, which means to say the smoothing over of the pile which is placed in the storehouse. In that situation, we say, okay, now it's all finished. The question arose with regards to this mahlok, this, this dispute between Rabbi and Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Uda, with regards to if I'm not mass producing, I'm not collecting lots per se from the field, I'm just taking a few. And my objective in turn is to just uh, take some of those kernels. How do I, should I determine in that situation that even without the pile, even without the smoothing over, that's considered gemar melacha just by separating the chaff and the, uh, and the kernels, or alternatively, is it's not so. If you're going to do it on such a small scale, there's going to be no obligation of terumot ma'asrot at all. So the Gemara had been mentioning those two opinions. We're trying to test out exactly what the context of this dispute is about. Yes, thank you. Matt, you need to tell us that if you're doing it for business, It's not per se, I, I, I know I pres- I've been presenting it as such. I, it's, it's not only as such. I, I think even if you're going to do it for business, it's just on a small scale. The understanding is the obligation of the Torah. That's how Rashi explains for us, Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Uda. The fact that the Torah says, Deganecha, the Torah is telling you it needs to be digun, it needs to be a mass production. So if you're doing a smaller scale or a more... Uh, a less commercialized uh, production, even if you're selling it, Biyoseh uh, says you're not going to be obligated. That, that's right, but again, it doesn't per se make a difference. Ultimately speaking, if you're not dealing with the pile, that's really what we're debating. Said the Gemarai, what's that? So that's these sorts of issues. Now, when it comes to tivu'a, when it comes to the flour and wheat, clearly that's the dispute. The question was, how do we, should we carry this over to Kotniot? So yesterday we saw one approach. The Gemara over here for the first section of the Gemara that we'll learn today has a different approach. It brings us in the opposite direction. Ikade amre. Ikade amre means yesh she'omrim. There's a different version with regards to Abaye's statement in trying to uh, paint the context of this dispute. Okay, 
Uh, so the suggestion goes as follows, according to Abaye, the dispute, the mahlok between Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Uda, and Rabbi was specifically and only in a flower type of situation. Do you need the full uh, production in terms of the pile and the smoothing over or not? But when it comes to legumes, when it comes to beans, when it comes to, uh, what are we talking about, fenugreek, when it comes to any of those sorts of other productions, Whereas yesterday we had one angle, today it's an altogether different angle. Everybody agrees. Everybody agrees. That means even Rabbi Isurayata Latavla, if it's still bound up, meaning it's not uh, crushed and it's not already a, a, a pile, there will be no tevil. There will be no uh, status in which you need to take Terumotamasrot. Says the Gemara, if that's the case, whereas yesterday we brought support for the notion that we were advancing. Today we'll bring the opposite. We're going to go in the opposite direction from the same sourcing. How so? Well, you'll see. Metive, we ask a question from the Mishnah in Masechet Terumot. Misha yulo havile tiltan shel tevel. Okay, let's stop for a moment and remember this one. Tiltan, that spice, that fenugreek, I was told. And uh, it's havile, it's, uh, it's, it's in bundles. It hasn't been uh, husked. You're not dealing with the, uh, the, the final production, so to speak, in the larger scale thing. Sheltevil, the word tevil means it's mixed, meaning it's not, our assumption is it's not yet teruma, but you need to take teruma from it. Hareze kotesh umehashev kamazera yeshvahen. You might recall, we dealt with this yesterday. Halakha, in such a circumstances, when I'm dealing with this tiltan, I need to be crushing and envisioning understanding in my mind how much is coming out of this, and in turn, I'll then take the tiruma from it. Now that's what we saw it described. Tevil means more than that. It means it's forbidden because it needs terumah. But at the very least, for our purposes, you said it perfectly. It means it's ready for terumah. That's generally what we assume the word tevil means. Uh, again, the word tavul means it's mixed. And the understanding in turn is it's mixed, terumah, and what we call hulin, right? So that's, and in turn, that's the assumption over here. Well, if that's the case, well, well, let's think again what we're talking about over here. What are we talking about? We're talking about a few stalks of kotniyot, it's called tiltan, the spice, that's not flour. And what's the Mishnah telling me? The Mishnah is telling me as I crush it, I need to be determining what tirumah I'm going to be taking. It means that you're hayav bitirumah, you're obligated to separate even before and even without the mass production. It's directly contradicting that statement of Abaye. Abaye today, now Ikadamre painted a context for us wherein in kotniyot, in the legumes, in the spices, and all that sort of business, you're never going to be, unless you're mass producing it, unless you're bringing a full pile and smoothing it over, you're never going to be a high advent That's right. Over here, it sounds like even if it's a small amount, meaning you're doing the small production, you're still high up. On a regular day, in any circumstance. We're done with Yom Tov. We'll come back to Yom Tov and Shabbat, hopefully tomorrow. But for the next uh, next 35 at least minutes, uh, what we're going to be talking about is Terumot and Ma'asrot in their own world. We we segued from uh, Yom Tov for an Amud and a half. It says the Gemara, my love, should we not suggest in the reading of this that it is Tevil Tabul Shel Terumah? The tiruma is, as A.B. said for us, uh, what's at stake over here. In other words, as I'm crushing it, I need to separate and envision and in my mind say this is going to be the tiruma. So it means it is obligated in tiruma, as, as Eli said. Uh, it's already, uh, even though you're doing a small amount, even though you haven't collected a lot, 
Says the Gemara, no, you misread it. And here's where the Gemara takes us in a new direction. And the new direction over here is that that word tevil, as I said to you a moment ago, means a mixture. We assumed it's a mixture which necessitates terumah. The suggestion of the Gemara in a very interesting, convoluted way will go like this. Lo tevil tabul shel terumat ma'asir. Says the Gemara, here's how it's going to work. You see, we've talked about terumah. We've talked about, we've mentioned Ma'aser, we've mentioned Ma'aser Sheni, even in this Ma'aser but it takes a, a moment or two for us to just orient ourselves with regards to what we're talking about. Teruma again, is the Torah says that Reshit um, Deganecha, the beginning of your produce is supposed to be given to the Kohen. The Torah doesn't mention an amount to be given to the Kohen to the extent that the Gemara and Masechet Kiddushin and Dafnun Zayin says, If I'm a very stingy person, I can say I have a huge production, I'm interested in fulfilling my duties. Uh, Jeffrey, here you go, one stalk, one stalk of wheat, and chalas, and I fulfilled it. That's terumah. The rabbis gave measurements with regards to terumah. They gave a, a medium amount. It's a 40th of your produce. If you're very giving, it's a 30th of your produce for terumah. If you're less giving, they said, okay, give at the very least a 50th of your produce. That's with regards to terumah. Beyond terumah, there was another obligation. The other obligation is ma'aser rishon. Ma'aser rishon was given to not the Kohen, but to the Levi, as of often uh, misunderstood and uh, not remembered properly situation. Ma'aser rishon was given to the Levi. Ma'aser means after I took my terumah, as much as I took, I had to take a tenth of what remains and give that to the Levi. Uh, that's my obligation as a Yisrael. The Levi, so I gave it to Joey Levi, he in turn has a, a tenth of my produce after I gave Terumat to Jeffrey. He now needs to take a tenth of what I gave him. That's called Terumat Ma'aser or Ma'aser Mina Ma'aser, a tenth of the tenth that I gave him and give it to a Kohen. So that's, that's, those are the several things that we need to pay attention to in our context. Well, that all being the case, the suggestion of the Gemara is as follows. It's a little bit uh, out of left field, but it goes like this. When we were reading this Mishnah in Masechet Terumot, we were assuming throughout, for good reason, the simple interpretation of Tevil is that it's Hayav B'Terumah. It wasn't Hayav B'Terumah. The situation was such that Joey Levy shows up at my home. I'm only mentioning him because he's a Levy. Uh, you're a good person. What I'm about to describe is not great, but what's that? Yeah, Hazit. I'm about to, because there's going to be a kenas here on him. But anyway, he shows up at my home and he says, uh, Rabbi, uh, you have the Ma'aseri shown? We're getting pre prepared for Pesach, Shavuot. We want some produce. I said, sure, but I haven't given my terumah yet. He says, come on, we'll handle that. Don't worry, you'll give the terumah afterwards. I'm not supposed to do that. You're supposed to follow Rashi quotes at the bottom of our Amud, Adirasham from Mele'a You're supposed to go in a specific order. I'm supposed to go terumah and then Ma'aserishon and then... So I'm really going out of order, but he convinces me. He says, I'm here already, may as well. All right, I'll give you my, my ma'aserishon. So I gave him my ma'aserishon, but I didn't finish the production process. Whereas for tirumah that we've been talking about until now, you need that gemar melacha. He was maktim bashibolim. He showed up at my field and he says, give it to me from now. I'm willing to take it like this. I don't need a finished pro, pro, uh, production over here. So I give him stalks. That being the case, effectively, by me giving him the stalks, even though in general, when it comes to Tirumah, the Gemara's suggestion, by Kotniot, by these legumes, these beans, and these spices, you need a full production, you need the mass production, you need to uh, smooth it over it. 
But now that I gave it to him and I designated, this is Ma'aser Rishon, the obligation on that Ma'aser Rishon now got transformed to the extent that it's already, we consider it a Gemar Melacha. We now say to Joey, we say, Joey, you need to give from that to Jeffrey. So he says, well, I have to give from that to Jeffrey. What are you talking about? It's not Gemar Melacha. We haven't produced it. So one second, the fact that you jumped the gun, you determined this is finished for you to take it as Ma'aser Rishon, we now say to you that you need to handle your obligation even though, generally speaking, you wouldn't need to when it comes to Kotniyot and you don't have Gemar Melacha, you established it through your taking of it as Gemar Melacha, you need to give Terumat Ma'aser, you need to give... What's that? Nice. I, I wish things worked like you, but it doesn't work so. What's that? You read ahead? Yeah, yeah, you read ahead, Eli. That's true. Eli says from later on on the Amud, not only do we say to Joey Levy now, ah, you, 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 we're not nullifying the process, Nathan. We're saying what's done is done, but you put me in a predicament. I, 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 to a certain extent, I didn't fulfill my obligation. I may have violated an issue from the Torah. I, he, he, what's that? And as a result, it does, but not fully. Ultimately speaking, ultimately speaking, Jeffrey has lost out. I don't have as much produce any longer. He did, he's not going to take care of my terumah. He's going to take care of his terumah. He says, just give it to me from now. A, I wasn't supposed to go in that order. B, Jeffrey's probably not going to get as much any longer because I have less in my field. I'm going to be thinking less about him. I already handled my ma'aser. As opposed to if before he took the ma'aser, I'm thinking about the terumah, I'm probably going to give more lavishly to the Kohen. So we, we not only say to Joey, to the Levi, that your obligation in this context is to give tirumat ma'asir even though it doesn't have the objective gemar ma'asir, it doesn't, didn't finish gemar melacha. Furthermore, we have a kenas, is what the gemara is going to tell us. We penalize Joey and we say to him, not only that, but before you give it to Jeffrey, we want you to produce this. I took it when it was in stocks, that's right. But since you did the wrong thing in affecting me to give it to you, I want you to grind it and then give it to Jeffrey Ground. Uh, well, a tenth of whatever you're giving to him, has you have to do the production on that. You have to grind it for the Kohen. You took, um, you took grapes from me, I want you to turn that into wine before you give it to the Kohen. You took olives from me, I want you to turn that into uh, oil before you give them. I did. The understanding is the fact that he showed up at my field, not that he put a gun to my head, but he showed up there, it's called Hikdimo Bashibolim, the fact that he showed up at my field and was talking to me about it, he shouldn't have done it. He's getting 15%. What's that? That's the kenas. You have to give it to Jeffrey with the full production. Is what the Gemara will tell us. Whatever. The point is. The point is the olives. Our assumption is the real purpose of these olives is to give them as oil. But again, for our purposes, that's a side point. I'm mentioning it now because the Gemara will say the real point is that although there's not a Gemara Melacha, although I didn't actually finish it, the fact that. 
Joey, it, it's similar to, you know, it reminds me of, it's not at all the same, but it reminds me of when we talk about, you know, when it comes to Pesach, for example, right around the corner. I've talked about this on Shabbat briefly. When it comes to Pesach, generally speaking, we're all familiar with, if it's not Ra'ul Achilat Kelev, if a dog wouldn't eat it, so it's not considered, uh, it's not considered Hamid, that's problematic for you to have. What about if by eating it, uh, for whatever reason, uh, you've determined uh, there's such a concept in halakhat called ahsheveh, this is edible. What, what type of example do you have for that? When we have flavored medicine, medicine is generally speaking not edible. You say no dog would eat it. The fact that it's flavored and I'm eating it, that's where you get into a problem potentially of ahsheveh. I gave it a hashivut. I considered this edible and in turn it has a new status. But a dog wouldn't eat it, but I'm saying this is edible for me, beyond the dogs. That's why flavored medicines, as opposed to medicines that aren't flavored, specifically could pose a problem if it has hametzin and pesach. The reason I mentioned that over here is, is for the following reason. The fact that it's not gemar milacha, I didn't finish the production. I, I, I might get to it, but I didn't do it yet. So ultimately speaking, I shouldn't be hayab b'tiruma yet, and maybe I never was going to. It's kotniot. I'm not going to do that, the suggestion of the gemar the, the fact that the Levi took it at this stage, he says, for ma'aser ishon, this is gemar melacha, this is nigmar melachto, the production is done, and as a result, he's hayab b'tiruma'at ma'aser. It's like a, a quasi achsheveh. Says the gemara again, lo, that's not what we were not talking about, teruma in the most basic sense, because teruma in the most basic sense, when it comes to it's not considered gemar melacha when it's bashibolim, when it's isurayata. We said isurayata la tavla. Lo, tevel tabul shel tirumat ma'asir. Uchtir bi'avahu amar bishimon ben lakish. De amar bi'avahu amar bishimon ben lakish. Here's the circumstance and here's what we were just describing. Ma'asir rishon. The first tithe which goes to the levi. Shehik dimo bashibolim. Shibolim means bundles. The Levi uh, jumped the gun. Lehakdim means to be early, means to go ahead. He met me at the bundles in my field and says to me, and the stalks in my field, and says to me, uh, can I have? Uh, why don't you give it to me now? Shemo toblo litrumat ma'aser. The name, the fact that we've established this as ma'aser, Gives it a status in turn of gemar melacha, but it's not. But it is the fact that Joey told me this is finished for me. Gives it a finished status, even though generally speaking we would not have it. And that's what the gemara has. So that's how the gemara resolved this. The gemara quoted Abaye, which was a leniency, which said when it comes to kotniot, we're never going to consider it a gemar melacha unless you do it in mass. But you're not going to do it in mass, and as a result, isurayata latavla. And the gemara says, well, what about this tiltan, the fenugreek? Answers the Gemara was talking about an altogether different case. Says the Gemara now, this is what Eli was referring to, Kotesh Lamali. The halakha that we mentioned this Beraita is you're supposed to crush it, and as you crush it, you're supposed to imagine and envision how much of this you're giving to Tiruma. Why do you have to crush it? And I was like, if you're talking about I'm crushing it for my own production, I understand, but now you're telling me it's the Levi, Kotesh Lamali, Lema Le Kihidi Joey Levy should turn to Jeffrey and say the same way that Harari gave it to me like this in bundles, so too I'm giving it to you in bundles. What does he have to crush it for? Amar Rava says, Rava Kenasa. This is a, uh, a penalty. Again, Rashi, the very bottom, tells us the penalty is, Al shehikdim v'garam l'ha'arim l'avor al divrei Torah. The fact that the Levi helped 
or maybe coerced or something in the context of making me go against the Din Torah. Uh, what's the Din Torah? A person who changes the order of how you give the Ma'asir and Over Belav. You violate him. I mean, what's the, what, what, how do you want to penalize him? And I'll have to give more? Uh, give, give the give the kohen as well his own terumah. No, 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 we're talking about terumat maaseh. Says, says Nathan, why isn't there kenas on the Israel now? I mean, but but don't forget, Nathan, don't forget, but don't forget, Nathan, don't forget. When it comes to the Israel, he only gives terumah when there is gemar melacha. Well, uh, you're not really going to have such a. It's not going to be a kenas. That's the only time he's giving terumah to begin with. Yeah. I don't think he is. He's getting, he's getting the Tirumat Maaser, which Joey Levy took, and he's giving you a 10. How much are you then going to get from me with regards to the Tirumat that I might give? Maybe, probably, it could be you'll get the same. You might get less. I think we're, psych- I think we're psychologically saying, once there's a tenth of my field missing, I'm now going to decide to give to the Kohen less. I might. Yes. Theoretically, let's say you felt obligated to me. Because you had to. Yes. Now you say, Joey, I'm going to give it to you first, and now you give it to whatever Kohen you want. Okay. So, in other words, it doesn't have to be that you got bullied into it, it can be an intention. I got you. The fact, and I, I don't know Laha'ari means he bullied me per se, but the fact that he was part of this ruse, the fact that he was part of what was not the proper way of doing it, we're penalizing him for that. That's what seems to be the case. Either way, if you're getting, the percentage of 0.90, let's say you Well, I could overcompensate. I could then give more, but the assumption is I won't. The assumption is I won't. Tanyana Meache says the Gemara, I have a Beraita, which directly accords with this. Here it is. Ben Levi, Shenatnu Lo Shibolin Bema'asrotav. If I gave to the Levi um, bundles, if I gave him not finished produce for my Ma'asir, Oseotan Goren Anavim. So, so the statement over here is that when you gave him whatever it is you gave him, if it was anavim, he turns it into yayin, that's grapes, he turns it into wine. If you gave him um, olives, he turns it into um, oil. Uh, because, after all, the same way teruma is only given by the Israel. Listen to the words from the Goren and the Yekev. That's what we call Gemar Maaseh. I, as Israel, only begin to give my teruma once I finish the production. So, too, at the very least in this context, the terumat Maaseh needs to be done as such. According to this suggestion in the Gemara, you'll only give Tiruman Kotniyot if you mass produ- produced it and ground it and brought it into your store. Yeah, Correct. Correct. 
According to this version. Keep in mind, the other version of the Gemara, the first version, was quite the opposite. It was you're always going to give on the Kot Niyot, whereas you might not necessarily, if you're the opinion of Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi What's that? Isurayat al-Tavla in this version. That's correct. Because no, Isurayat after all, is bundles, is before the production. Ground. Ground is what I'm calling mass produce. That's what I'm saying. When are you grinding it? The assumption is that the grapes, the, the assumption is the grapes are being used in order to turn them into wine. If it's just grapes, and it's a He was part of the ruse. He was part of the he was part of the wrongdoing of the Israel with regards to being Mishanese de Masrota. And that in and of itself gives him this kenas. So the penalty is for the Levi. Yisrael, ultimately speaking, gave, yeah. I mean, what are you going to, that's what Nathan wanted us to give him a kenas. What's the kenas you're going to give him? You're going to tell him he has to do that? He already needs to give a gemar ma'aseh, gemar malachal. That's correct. That's correct. The assumption, he should have known better. He shouldn't have been taking it at this stage. Of course. Yeah. Oh, I mean, if I wasn't going to finish it, so then I wasn't going to get it. No. Because my remaining stuff, I would never had a, I never called it. That's, that's, that's the irony in this. Oh, no, it's my obligation to give it to the Kohen. You can make him a shaliach, but you gave him now shibolim. They weren't hayav b'terumah. You, is what's he getting? You have to finish the melacha in order for it to be hayav b'terumah. Yeah. All right. Says the Gemara here, mehashiv ha medida ba'e. Questions the Gemara if we are indeed talking about terumat maaser. If we are actually, as we're suggesting now, talking about that second ma'aseh, which Joey Levy, I gave him the first tenth from me, and he's giving a tenth of that to, to Jeffrey. That's what we established, that's what we suggested was taking place over here. Listen again to the words in the Mishnah. The words in the Mishnah is he's kotesh, he crushes it, and as he crushes it, he's mehashiv. He thinks in his mind, remember this, how much is coming out, and in turn, how much am I going to give? So that's the Gemara. That's all fine and good if I'm talking about terumah. Keep in mind, as Rashi reminds us right here, terumah, I told you this earlier, terumah doesn't have a real measurement. Terumah is a filu hitab ahat poteretetakri. According to the Torah, terumah, there's no absolute measurement. So I look at this and I say, I'm going to give about a 30th. I'm going to give about a 40th. I gave a little more. Estimate is beautiful. No problem when it comes to terumah. When it comes to maser, listen to the words, a 10. It's not raising up, which is tirumah, it's a ten. So now we're questioning, how could it be if you're telling me that we're not talking about tirumah, we're talking about tirumat ma'asir? 
well, Terumat Maaser is really Maaser. It's a tenth that Joey Levy's giving. He can't just, it's got to be exact. That's Medida. It needs to be evaluated, not based on my mindset, but it's got to be weighed. It's got to be measured. Hamane says the Gemara, this must be following the opinion of Aba'il Azar ben Gimel hi detanya. Aba'il Azar ben Gimel Omer. V'nechshav lachem terumatechem. Bishte terumot hakatuv medaber, ahat teruma gedola, ve'ahat terumat ma'aser. Keshem she teruma gedola nitelet be'omed u'bemachshava. Kach terumat ma'aser nitelet be'omed u'bemachshava, period. Says the Gemara, here's how it goes, according to one opinion. His name is Abba el-Azar ben Gimel. His opinion is that we couple the initial tirumah, which I would give to the Kohen, and the later quote-unquote tirumah, the ma'aseh mina ma'aseh, which Joey Levy is giving to the Kohen, and we equate them. What do you mean we equate them? One is, out of the goodness of my heart, as much as I want to give. The other one is an obligation of a tenth. That's true. It's an obligation of a tenth, but it's a different style obligation of a tenth. Whereas when I give Joey Levy the tenth, it needs to be measured out perfectly. The tenth that Joey gives in turn to the Kohen, that doesn't need to be measured out. Where are you deriving that from? From the fact that the Torah talks about two types of terumah, terumat chem. It doesn't just say terumah, it says your terumahs in plural. What are the two terumahs we're talking about? We're talking about the terumah which goes to the Kohen. We're talking about the terumah which comes from the Levi to the Kohen. And as a result, the same way, twofold. Number one, when I take terumah, I can in my mind, without action, without even speech, designate what's terumah, which means to say, for example, for argument's sake, what I can do is I walk into my uh, storehouse, I had gemar melacha, and I want to eat from it, I want to sell it. I can just look at one corner and say in my mind, that's terumah, and then the rest of it is all permitted. But he didn't do anything. That's already permitted. That's machshavah, b'nechshav, we learn. So too, when Joey Levy's giving to Jeffrey, he can do it b'machshavah. Furthermore, the same way I could do it bit omid, omid means with approximation, with evaluation, with inexact measurements, so too when Joey Levy gives it to the Kohen, his tenth, it's also bit omid. That's the dirashah he makes. A measurement of a tenth is, is my ma'aser yushon. When Joey gives to, the, to, to Jeffrey, it's about a tenth. Uh, I understand your question. Your question is, and the normative approach, the halakha l'ma'aseh, is not with this, with this opinion of Abba el-Azar ben Gimel. He's a hidush. Like you said, why does the Torah say a tenth if it's not a tenth? According to his approach, he says, but the pasuk on the other hand says that the tirumot are equivalent one to the other. They're the same. And in turn, even though my tirumah is not a tenth per se, his tirumah is a tenth, but they're similar to one another in the respect that it's... Correct. His needs to be about a ten. Oh, that's that's the approach of it. He's taking a, the, the amount I gave him, which was a tenth of my produce, and taking about a tenth to give to the Kohen. Now, that's not the only opinion. We generally speaking do not assume like this opinion, but that's the opinion. He's Doresh it again. He derives it from this Pasuk of Terumatchem, the fact that the Pasuk describes to plural Terumas. Gufa says the Gemara, let's finish up some of the thoughts that we had earlier, maybe didn't fully develop. Amar Biavao, Amar Bishimon ben Lakish, remember this. Ma'aser Rishon Shehiktimo Bashibolin. 
thing. This is what we were talking about until now. The Levi came and he collected from the stalks. Shemotov lo litrumat maaser. Even though generally speaking, tirumat maaser, even though generally speaking, tiruma is going to be determined by gemar maaser. The fact that he took the maaser, maaser ishon from me when it was out in the field, that determined it as gemar melacha, and in turn, he needs to give to the queen. My ta'ama, what's the reasoning over here? We kind of spelled this out without the gemara earlier. Amarava ho'il alav because by Joey Levy taking it from me, by me giving it to him, I gave it the establishment. It got a new name. The new name is, so to speak, the gemar melacha. Let's just begin this next gemara briefly. Uh, we have just a few more lines before we return to Shabbat and Yom Tov. How do you like that? So until now, we've been talking about, again, where Joey Levy comes and he collects from me in the field, and we said, well, I'm going to now give to Jeffrey afterwards, but I'll probably give less. Why am I probably going to give less? Because he took a tenth of my produce. The halacha, according to this, is, according to Rabbi Shimon ben Lakish, is once he, once I, gave my ma'aser rishon before tirumah, the remaining produce is patur from tirumah gedola. Tirumah gedola is to the kohen. Hazi, the kohen lost out. Not only did I do the wrong thing, now the kohen loses out. It's a loophole, but it's a forbidden loophole. This is is what Joey gives to the Kohen. is what I give to the Kohen. So the derasha of the Gemara, that's right. Shene Emar, as the Pasuk says, and he's Doresh, this Pasuk, The Pasuk says, and you'll take from it. Tiruma of God, ma'aser mina ma'aser. The dirasha goes like this, ma'aser mina ma'aser, amarti lecha. Once I gave the ma'aser ishon to Joey Levy, so then he takes a tenth from the tenth. Velo tiruma gedola, but you're not reverting back to taking the initial tiruma gedola, meaning once I reached, whether appropriately or not, the stage of ma'aser ishon, I neglected giving it to the Kohen. But now that I gave ma'aser ishon, I did the wrong thing, I'm no longer obligated, it's an amazing thing. I'm no longer obligated to give Tirumah Gedola. Says the Gemara, uh, uh, what's that? Me, the Israel. The Levi certainly is. Velo Tirumah Gedola. Okay, so again, so says the Gemara, Velo Tirumah Gedola. Says the Gemara, Utrumat Maaser, Utrumat Maaser, Minha Maaser. And the teruma uh, of maaser mina maaser, meaning that the, the the that's what we call terumat maaser. Yes, Jeffrey. Question. Oh, we need to finish. Okay. Uh, all right. We'll continue with this tomorrow because the Gemara will challenge it in terms of pesukim, and we'll go on. Baruch Amen. Va